Hi, this is Matt from Clear Nutrition for You. Nutrition is a passion of mine, and I believe it can set a foundation for you to build healthy routines and habits for the rest of your life. Not only do I hope you enjoy this podcast and get a couple laughs, but I also want it to assist you on your journey of health and fitness. Enjoy. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Clear Nutrition for You. Today, I bring back John Miller for a repeat performance. I got a lot of good feedback around the conversation John and I had around nutrition, and so I thought we would continue it. Today, we talk about all the different kinds of diets out there uh, and pros and cons of them. So we talk from everything from intermittent fasting to keto to vegetarian to measuring macros, all of that kind of stuff, and give some ideas about when they might be good for you and when they might not work as well for you. Um, but you know, all of those things, there are, there are pros and cons. And so hopefully you get a chance to listen to this and it gives you some ideas about how you can continue to build a routine that works for you and continue to build a nutrition plan that works for you. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I appreciate everybody listening to it. I make it so that you listen to it. So if there's any feedback you have, I love to hear it. Good, bad, something you'd like to hear about. Again, I, I really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to these things. And um, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Cool. All right. So this is our second podcast. John, we're setting records, just so you know, with my podcast. Like I get reports about how many people. So we had, um, last time I looked, over 54 different people had listened to our podcast, which for me is pretty good. Like I'm kind All of right. in, that, in that like mid-30s range. And um, more than anyone more than any other podcast, I've had people kind of like say something to me about it. like, hey, I listen to it, I really like that and that kind of stuff. Um, mostly they like the fact that you pointed out that, that you gave people options for eating at McDonald's. So that was, that was the thing that people <laughs> really, really appreciated so, about our, our podcast last time is I'm like, now I know what I need to order when I go to McDonald's. Well, that is the fun part for me is teaching people how to cheat. I mean, uh -huh. speaking of that, I was at McDonald's this weekend with the kids. And usually what I'll do is I'll get a sausage and McMuffin with egg, uh -huh. uh, two of them. And then I sandwich them together. So it's got lots of protein and a little bit less carbs. Uh -huh. And uh, they screwed up my order. So I got home and I was all excited to have a little McDonald's cheat and I couldn't. Because oh. they just gave me the sausage McMuffin, no egg, oh, and it just yeah. wasn't enough protein to justify it. So I just yeah. ate the sausages. So that oh. made me sad. <laughs> it doesn't always work out. Doesn't always work out. Well, anyway, so so anyway, I was excited. I'm like, hey, well, if they, people enjoyed that, I thought we could get together and talk again. Um, and what I wanted to talk about is one of the things that people will ask me, like regularly, is, hey, Matt, I'm thinking about intermittent fasting. Or, hey, Matt, I'm thinking about doing keto. Hey, Matt, I'm thinking about Whole30. Um, all of these different kinds of things. And most of the time they say they've read something or they know somebody and it worked for them. And so they kind of want to give it a try. Um, and so, you know, my advice always kind of when people start off with that is, is like, you know, um, First, like, do you have a strategy now or are you just jumping into something? Um, but it's, it's usually like, yeah, you know, it works for some people. The key is to kind of figure out if it works for you. 
So I thought we could talk about um, this idea of how do you find the right thing that works for you and how can some people be vegetarian and be healthy and some people be keto and be healthy when they seem like they should be at opposite ends of the, the world. Um, and oftentimes you kind of get this thing where people are like, well, I'm a keto, so you can't do vegetarian or I'm a vegetarian. I hate keto people. Um, anyway, that's what I was thinking to talk about. I like it. I cool. mean, I, uh, I feel very strongly about a lot of stuff you just said. So okay. I'm going to try to be, uh, what the feedback I've gotten from the podcast is everyone loved how I said, eat till you puke, <laughs> eat, eat meat and veggies till you puke. And yeah. I was like, I, I mean, I, I didn't mean it literally. But I mean, you know, good luck. Yeah. So yeah. So I'll try not. I'll try to keep it um, uh, less graphic. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I thought maybe that we could. What we could do is talk about maybe some of the ones that people have come up and why we think that that might be one that would work for somebody who we think that might work for, who we think that wouldn't work for, that kind of thing. Um, well. Oracle. You, you've said this before, and I think before you even start with what works for who, I think you need to define what working means. Oh. Like clearly define what, what do we mean successful? Because I think that's where things get lost in, in like, you know, you bring up so-and-so's healthy and they do this, so-and-so's healthy and they do keto, so-and-so's healthy and they're vegetarian. Um, there's a lot of things there as far as like what I think most people's biggest problem is, is no one wants to lose weight. Nobody. Mm -hmm. um, people want to feel good in their own skin. Yeah. Like I, I don't, you know, we, we attribute that to the scale and losing weight, but the reality is like success for most people is, is feeling good in their own skin. And that's to me, a lot that's where I think you need to start is like what is successful because what does everyone say to you when they come in and they say like hey I need some help with nutrition because I know what everyone says to me mm -hmm. everyone comes in and says I need to lose 20 pounds yeah apparently everyone in the world needs to lose 20 pounds and that yeah. to most people is success and most people lose that 20 and don't find it to be success and that's why they usually put it back on or, or their diet doesn't work because it didn't actually make them feel good in their own skin. Does that make sense? Yes, totally, totally, yeah. Yeah, okay, well that's, that's, that's good. I mean, you know, I agree with you 100%. I, I mean, I always say to people, and I think I got this from you, is like, I just wanna look good naked. Like, that's pretty much the goal, right? I don't care what I weigh, I just, that's what I care about, you know, and, and I try to get people there, but, um, okay, so success, let's talk about that. Like, what would a successful diet look like? Um, in my mind, one of the key things is that you can maintain a body weight for like an extended amount of time. Like you've got a body weight that you're, you, you can make that decision. I'm whatever that number is, 180, I'm 165, I'm 140, whatever that number is, you can maintain it. You can maintain it. You know, you know what to do to maintain that number. That would be part of what so I would think would be successful. Well, so if someone wants to lose weight, would that impact the diet that is going to be successful for them? Like you don't want to lose weight. No. So would you, would you give, you know, a recommendation? Cause that's what I, I guess when I say clearly successful and you say 
you want to look good naked, mm-hmm. you can drop 20 pounds and still look like shit naked. Most yeah. people, most people aren't just over fat. Most of us are under muscled as well. And that's what makes us, you know, uh, you got the, like, I don't want this like loose skin around my lower back. That's mm-hmm. one that I get from, from, you know, people that aren't quote unquote overweight. Right. Is I want to get rid of this kind of like, I want to tighten up here. I want to tighten up there. Usually it's not a weight loss question. I agree. Um, so, All right, so that's, that's so if, it's if like, it's, you can maintain it, but I think the maintain, but, but happy with it, right? Like you're happy with the way you're happy with the way I'm going to say both look and perform that you, that, that would also be success. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Like I'm content in this space. My so boss. I guess, yeah, step one is like, uh, clearly defining success. And that is, what does that look like? And that, you know, maybe like, oh, I want to get rid of this, this, this hanging stuff in my low back. And to me, that would be someone that, you know, um, we would have to change what's go at the end of the day, I guess it's all going to be like getting more quality food in you. That's the only thing that I think I'd recommend. I agree with that. I agree with that. That is, I mean, you know, that's the same thing like you said earlier, like it's about getting quality food, but the way you do it, I think for different people might work differently. So I'll just give you an example. Like the one that um, I get lots of questions around is like intermittent fasting and whether or not they should try intermittent fasting. Um, and I think there are some people that intermittent fasting does work for, um, but I think there's a lot of stuff at the core of it, intermittent fasting in my mind is about controlling the quantity of food that you can put into your body because it's time restricted. It controls the quantity. So if there's somebody that I, to your point, have a conversation with and they say, you know, my problem is I just eat too much. Like I'm just constantly eating. I sometimes think intermittent fasting might be a good solution for them or people that, um, have a busy work schedule, right? Where they where their work is not conducive to being able to eat at certain times or they don't have control of their schedule. Um, I think intermittent fasting sometimes works really well for those kinds of people because it says, well, let's just say I don't have control over my schedule, but I know these six hours, I do have control over what I'm gonna do. Well then shit, eat during those eight hours or whatever that number is. Um, that tends to work for people or people that just like to eat a lot. You know, they don't wanna, they're not interested in talking about other stuff. You know, that, that's where I think intermittent fasting can be helpful. It's funny because I there's very few people I would ever recommend intermittent fasting to me personally, uh-huh. and the only reason is is back to that question of success, is yeah if someone only cares about dropping a few pounds and that's all they care about they just want the number on the scale to be lower, which they may think that's what they want but they find when they get there that's not what they want, if that's all they want then yeah let's reduce caloric intake and reduce how much you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is I don't think there's anywhere to go from there. I don't think there's, I don't think we've learned any, any habits. I think we've just lowered our caloric intake, which generally speaking, we're also probably lowering our protein. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're including probably still a lot of crappy food. And I think you're going to find like, yeah, you may drop, it's not going to be successful because you may drop 10, 20 pounds, but that's it. You ain't, you're going to level off 
and you haven't started doing any, you haven't started doing the hard stuff yet. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I don't know that. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I do think there are people that intermittent fasting might be, might be the habit that they need though, or might be the routine that they need. So that it, that they need to make that change, you know, that, 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 that's the, that's the new habit or routine that they put into their life that allows them to, and I'm not saying they're going to, I agree with you. I don't think you say intermittent fasting now I'm done, but that might be a good first step, right? Is, Hey, I, I don't have a good schedule around when I make food or how I eat. I just kind of eat randomly whenever I want, I get hungry and I, I do my thing. I think if the, and again, you know, if some, would I say go do intermittent fasting? No, I wouldn't say go do intermittent fasting. But if the person was like, I really believe I could intermittent fast and that would help me, you know, I could see how that could be a routine that might work for somebody. To me, it's, it's a, it's a last, it's, it's, this we talked about before. I think to me, it's PhD level stuff. you you have everything dialed in. Yep. Now we're going to change this. Uh, mm -hmm. The reason I guess I bring it up is, is, you know, you brought up people, my friend tried this, my buddy did this, you know, so-and-so did that. Um, the reason that people yo-yo diet, so to speak, is because that exact thing is they do something like intermittent fasting because it works for their friend, which yep. to them, what worked meant they dropped 15, 20 pounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, over maybe a three month period. Um, and then they, but they haven't, then they kind of go back to normal usually. Yep. Or what happens is, is it stops being successful and they do start backtracking. Yeah. So when I, when I say that, I guess like the, um, there's nowhere to go from there is most people use it as a short term thing. And it doesn't generally fit with lifestyles as much as people think. Um, I've lived a crazy life. I brought this up in the last podcast. I have four kids. Um, my schedule is, is insane. Um, but when I really sit back and look at it, it's way more predictable than I think. Mm -hmm. You brought it up before. Like, it's just that I don't plan. Right. If I really look at it, it's more predictable than I think. I, I can... Last time we talked, you talked about hard-boiled eggs, and I keep hard-boiled eggs in my gym bag. Right. Um, it's less about a crazy schedule and more about the preparation. And that's why I think, like, to me, the intermittent fasting thing is a little bit of a cop-out from a standpoint of you're saying, effectively, I'm going to starve myself for an extended period of time, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, just so I can get myself to eat less. Mm -hmm. which to me is the total opposite of good habit development. And, and this isn't to, I think we can friendly, like, I think we can disagree as, as, as peers here. Yeah. I just think intermittent fasting is something that to me is going the total opposite direction. That to me is, is bordering. If you don't have control over what you're doing, it's bordering on um, eating disorder. Not wow. extreme. Yeah, but I would say like a Matt Parrish and the reason I guess I, I feel strongly about it and I find it frustrating is um, this is the prop the number one thing I see with women that you know moms in that like 30 to 50 year old range because mm -hmm. these are people that are um, 
you know, they live to support their families. They're running kids around. They're making sure that their husband and kids are fed before themselves. And these are people that have trained themselves to maybe eat one meal a day. Yeah. And, you know, that is, or, you know, whatever's left is for mom. And they, it runs into this, um, it becomes kind of a, they're able to stay thin per se, but they're never super psyched with their physique because they've just trained themselves to starve themselves. Yeah. If that sort of makes sense. And to me, intermittent fasting is, it could be maybe that I am a compulsive type person where if, if cutting out eating for 12 hours a day helps me lose 20 pounds and then I plateau, well, now I'm going to cut out 14 hours a day. Yeah. Maybe I'll cut out 15. And then before you know it, you're down to one meal a day and you can't figure out why things aren't coming together. Okay. Um, and that's just, you know, like I said, I've seen people, people have success with it at first, but it's a three month window where you have success and then you're standing there almost right back where you started. Like what now? Right. Okay, cool. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I don't know. I, I think um, to me, intermittent fasting is something that there's a lot of science behind it. It's a really good thing, but it's a, it's a monkey with a gun. It's a tool that should be used when you have everything else under control. All right. Okay. Perfect. I mean, so I mean, I'm a big believer in that, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I like that idea. Like I said, I mean, if we start with like, what are you doing today? If someone says to me, I'm going to start intermittent fasting and they can't describe they are, what they're already doing to me today, then I would definitely start them somewhere else. Right. Hey, what are you doing today? Oh, what I do today already is I eat 800 grams of fruits and vegetables every single day. And I eat whatever, 50 grams of protein. And that's what I do today. But I really want to try intermittent fasting. Oh, okay. Well, at least they've, they've started somewhere as opposed to the first step being intermittent fasting. You know, it, it, I agree with you. It feels like, a, hey, you should already have a pretty good idea of what works for you. And now you want to dork around with a little bit, try something different, see if it doesn't even bring you to another level. Great. Give it a shot. But if it doesn't work out, at least you know what to go back to. And you're not going to go back to your other friend who said this thing worked for them you know so what i and this is something that i feel very differently about than molly and probably you i would recommend keto as a first step okay you know it back to your i just i just want to eat i just eat too much i'm constantly eating um cool just eat protein and fat all the time uh-huh and that's where my and I think if people can do that, if they can maintain that, it's a great first step. And what it leaves us with, to me, is, okay, I do that for two, three months. Um, I've dropped 20 pounds. The next step isn't further reduction or eliminating anything. It's actually adding. Uh -huh. Now, okay, I've done keto for two, three months. Now what? Awesome. Now we can add in some vegetables and some fruits. Yeah. And if you've done that for two to three months, you add in fruits and vegetables and they are like candy. Yeah. I, I like taking a, I guess the opposite approach of rather than limiting what I'm eating, eat as much as you want. Just eat these, you know, handful of things uh -huh. and eat it all day. Eat a T-bone for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and lather it with butter <laughs> and, and let's rock and roll. And then when we are sick of that, now let's add in some more. Let's add in some fruits and vegetables. And it let, it, to me, it allows us to start filling in the gaps as opposed to 
um, anything else. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one because I definitely see the, the keto, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting one to say like it's the first step. I mean, I see what you're saying. For me, ketos, I have that reaction that you kind of had with intermittent fasting, I kind of have with keto, which is, seems totally unsustainable. Like I, I get it, you know, um, you, you, like you say, you can eat as much as you want. I mean, you get to eat steak, you get to have butter, you get to have olive oil, yum, you know, it, it, it's good. But it does feel a little bit like intermittent fasting too, that at some point, whether it's three months, six months, whatever the number is, you say like, okay, I'm just sick of eating peanut butter. I'm sick of eating this stuff. I, and it's also not sustainable. In the same way that you would describe intermittent fasting is not sustainable. I put keto in the same thing as you'd see some results, um, but it's not as a good sustainable long-term kind of strategy. What it does that gets discounted is it does change your taste profile uh-huh. um so yeah you're gonna get sick of of you know t-bones for breakfast lunch and dinner yeah but when you add in the variety it becomes really exciting yeah so yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny that saying that keto is a it's a good first step in extreme cases like you brought up yeah i just i just i i, I don't know what else to do or i i can't you know, just eat real food or I can't count my macros or I don't have any control over my schedule. My life is insane. Or, you know, to me, you know, when we talk like a hard, a hard case, great. We're going to keep it really simple. This is all you can eat. Yep. You can eat protein. You can eat fat. That's it. And when you're sick of that two months down the road, we're going to add in a few things and that'll be exciting. It'll be new. It'll be variety. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that that's probably not a popular opinion. Um, uh, but it, that's the thing is there isn't, there's no one answer. If we knew the answer, it would be so simple. Right, right. Okay, so speaking of first steps then, so we, I just have, there's a, a, a lady that goes to our gym and she just did Whole30. Um, so just to make sure everybody's clear on Whole30, Whole30 is a, is a, elimination diet right so uh no sugar no caffeine um i can't remember all the stuff no dairy um I mean, you take all of that out of your diet for 30 days um but you can have um grains like whole grains right you can have whole grains yep you can have whole grains you can have protein you can have meat you can have vegetables um yeah, you can have all that. You can't have caffeine. You can't have alcohol. Um, you take that all out. It's a, um, you know, and, and there's a whole plethora of books, Whole30, and you're going to actually find it in stores marked Whole30 approved and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think it does the same thing that you just described, which is it, it, it changes your, your palate um, a lot, and it changes what um, tastes sweet to you and what doesn't taste sweet to you. Um, and this kind of is this like a little reset that says, oh, well this is, and, and I think it also, because you eliminate so much of that stuff that your body likes to use like sugar and alcohol and all of that kind of stuff that your body learns that, oh shit, I really can do perfectly fine on this other stuff. And, and you make that kind of switch from only burning sugar to burning some fat too. Um, I don't know. You have any experience with anybody doing Whole30? 
Um, yeah. And, you know, more so, I have a lot more experience with, like, the Whole Life Challenge, which is a similar thing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, similar um, uh, allowances and, yeah. and, I guess you could say, restrictions. Um, it's interesting, though, because what it immediately triggered in my head, we started off this conversation with, you know, talking about the different options and what is the best diet for who. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to, um, I don't want to kill the lead here, but I kind of, when I think about it, I think, so we used to run the whole life challenge and it, it used to be an eight week challenge, which is long and they shortened it to six, but every single person we've had that have, has won that challenge. Um, and by one, you know, like, so it's a scored event. It's that you get points right. for working out and, and the diet piece um, and stretching and all this other stuff. Every single one of them to, as we stand here today is back to where they were or worse. Mm -hmm. And when I say, I don't want to kill the lead is I got a weird question. Uh, <laughs> I would say most most diets in the long run fail. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of people have a lot of success with whole 30 and the whole life challenge and that yep. sort of thing. Um, I've seen very few people have sustained success. Yep. Um, I think what it does big picture, what it really does is it gets people eating less sugar yep. and more real food. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great approach. Um, uh, but now I, I all of a sudden just, I don't know. Sorry, Matt. I just had a weird thought of like the whole life challenge. Yeah. You know, I've seen people have drastic, amazing results in a short period of time and feel amazing and feel great. Yeah. Um, and that seems like it's interesting. You talk about the changing of their taste profile because um, I agree. And that's one that I would argue most people it, I would argue is sustainable and will get people excited about eating real food. But in the long run, I guess most people have failed that I think about it. Yeah. It's interesting because this, this, um, this woman, she's just wrapping up the whole 30 and if you really, it's, it's interesting because, you know, marketing is marketing. So everybody focuses on the 30 days, but really the most important part of the 30 days is the next 90 days after the 30 days, because what they want you to do is to slowly add back in and identify this stuff that legitimately makes you feel better and perform better compared to the stuff that doesn't. So they would say, okay, first we're going to add back dairy. And for some people, they add it back and all of a sudden they realize like, wow, that, I didn't know it, but that really makes me inflamed. And I don't feel as good when I have dairy. And so then you would continue to keep the dairy out. Okay, now you're gonna add back sugar. Add back the sugar, oh, I actually do feel better. Or what most people realize is like, oh, I feel better if I have this little bit of sugar, but once I get to here, now I don't actually feel better. So it's, they call it the whole 30, but the thing I was actually having the same conversation with this gal about is like, the next 90 days is the really important part of the whole 30 because you've done all this work to change your palate, get rid of alcohol cravings, get rid of sugar cravings, da da da, da all of that kind of stuff. Now take the next 90 days here and figure out which part you can actually add back and still maintain that, whether it's body composition or that energy feeling or that whatever that is, so that in four months from now, you know this is where my sugar level ought to be. This is where my dairy level ought to be. And 
you know what, I can have two beers, but five is a bad number for me or whatever that is. Um, I didn't know that about the whole 30. I, I like that. I, um, that is, I mean, that's, that's a great approach. Yeah. I, I'm, of all the people I've known that I've done it, I've never heard anyone discuss that piece of it. It's, it's marketing is such shit, right? I mean, there's all this marketing out there and of course they call it the whole 30. So everybody focuses on the 30, but if you actually read the book, there's a whole bunch more about it after that. Um, so anyway, it's, a, I agree. It's a, it's a good, I think it sometimes is a good first step for people, you know, depending on where they are and you gotta be pretty committed, right? I mean, you gotta be willing to say, I'm going to go 30 days. And I'm not going to have sugar. I'm not going to have the caffeine. I'm not going to do that. And, and, uh, and this, this, this woman and other people that I know usually say like the first two weeks, especially if you're a person that's used to having a Coke and used to that, that those first two weeks are tough, but by the end of the four, you're in pretty good shape. But then, you know, she was joking. She was gonna go see her boyfriend and she's like, we're just gonna eat pizza the whole time. And I'm like, Dana, no, don't do it. You've done the hard work. You've got four months to now really figure out how this is can be a lifestyle. Yeah, I, you kind of hit, well, you hit it on the head where I think that's the answer to the success question of what diet is the best. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think you could say that with every diet, you know, even my suggestion of keto. Yeah. How many people uh, are going to say, yeah, I did it for a month, two months, three months, and then I just went and, and binged for the next three months. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, um, that's... I say this to people all the time. I don't want you to change your diet unless you're going to change, unless you're going to be doing that when you're 90 years old. Like, don't put something into your diet that, you're not, that you don't feel like, when I'm 90, I can keep doing that. You know, so I'm, I'm being, you know, people are like, oh, Matt, I'm thinking about adding some protein shakes to my diet. And I'm always like, okay, that's a great idea. So when you're 95, are you still going to take protein shakes or are you going to be sick of the protein shake by then? Well, I don't, a 95 year old, I don't take a protein shake. Well, no. So get used to eating meat and veg, you know, meat, because when you're 90, you'll keep eating meat. When you're 90, you're eventually going to feel silly buying muscle milk and that being your source of protein, you know? Like it's funny because I go the opposite with it. I usually say like, would you recommend it to your kids? Okay. And that's, to me, that's where like, I'll use that argument with, with almost anything with intermittent fasting. Yeah. Would you have your kids intermittent fast? Would you, you know, and, and for some people, the answer may be yes. I personally wouldn't. Uh -huh. um, that being said, my kids eat compulsively and maybe it's something to consider. Maybe there are hours that we don't eat. Maybe right. there's kitchen closed hours. Because um, kids don't, no one needs to snack all day. Nobody. That's like a, that's a new thing. That's a 21st century thing. Right. Um, but, you know, that's with all diets. And that's, you know, would I recommend keto for my kids? Yeah, I probably would. But I guess I'm a weirdo like that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think my kids probably would wouldn't recommend it. it forever. You'd, you'd be like, hey, let's do it. And we're going to know how we come out of it. Like, hey, because I'm, I'm, you're not going to say, hey, for the rest of your life, you know, you're only going to do keto, but you're like, Hey, if you guys want to do it, great. We're going to go three months of keto, but then let's talk about after that three months, what does that look like? How are we going to transition or what does that look like? And maybe I should clarify. Cause my kids are a little younger than yours. Yeah. 
but that's where like you know when i have parents or you know people come in and they're like well i'm going to take this shake and i'm going to take this powder and i'm going to take this pill i say like would you tell your kids to take that yeah would you tell your kids to not eat for 12 hours out of the day or 15 hours um but but i feel strongly in the sense of like um you know, at the end of the day, if you wouldn't recommend it for your kids, you probably should recommend it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and the disheartening the part is... That's the difference between where you are and where I am, right? Because where you are is your kids, and that's the what I do for my kids. And where I am in my life is, like, thinking about, like, how do I become 90 years old? And so that's what I say to people is, like, you're going to keep doing that till you're 90? Or, or, or do you know there's a day that's going to come that you're going to have to stop that? You know? So can I, can I give you, this is, this will be uh, my answer on which diet is the best. Okay, good. This is the one that the team can do with you. Okay. And whoever, whoever your team is, yes. if it's Matt team parish and it's uh, I don't know who's at home right now, but um, it's probably just uh, you and Kristen and um, uh, oh my gosh. Sage is here and Jackson is here now, but he's going, he's leaving soon. He's going back to Oregon soon. What is the diet where you could sit down and make a meal that is going to fit your diet, whether that's vegetarian, keto, or whatever, yeah. and the team can all be in on it? I agree with that. What is, what is the diet that, you know, if, you, if mom has to have a special plate or dad has to have a special plate, it ain't going to work. Totally agree with that. So if you're, if you're going, you know, and that's, um, again, the reason I say it is, is, your diet should be something that is going to make you a healthier person. Yeah. And if you don't think that, you know, if you look at it and you're like, well, Jackson can't eat like this because he'll be, he'll be too skinny or he'll be this. Well, then it's probably not good for you. Right. Yep. So, so um, yeah, that's, that's my final answer, Matt. The best diet for you is the diet that the team can get involved in. And that's whoever your team is. Right. If that's, if you live at work, um, then it's something that you can sit down and make your work meals and your coworkers may not be happy about it, but you know, it's good for them. Yep. Um, or if, you know, if you're a mom and you're cooking for the family, it should be a, a plan that everyone can follow. I agree. And with that's, 100%. that's, um, that's the best diet for you. For I agree with that 100%. That's exactly where I am. That's like, that's kind of where I am with all that stuff. Like I, I, me personally, I agree. I couldn't do intermittent fasting. I couldn't do keto either, but shit, if you can stick with it, and you can make it work and it works for your family and you achieve those things we said earlier, which is I feel good in my skin when I'm on that diet. I'm content with the way I look. I perform the way I want to and I can do it over and over and over and over. Great. That's the most important thing is consistency and that you can execute it. All right, Matt, let's lose you some followers. Okay. Have you ever met a successful vegetarian? Successful in health, fitness, wellness? No. Never I'm one. Afraid that, I mean, you know, I am yet to find someone that could be successful in on being truly vegetarian. Yeah, I, I. Do you think someone could be successful as a vegetarian? Um, I think someone could be successful as a vegetarian. I think it would take a lot of effort. I think that the amount of effort it would take around how much planning you would have to have for your meal, the unique foods you would have to add in the uh the supplementation back to your point but the team you know like if you think about the energy that it would take to to make vegetarian work i just think it's too hard. i just think it would be super super hard 
you'd have to be really dedicated to it. See, I, I feel in a weird way, I've yet to meet one that, that I would consider successful in feeling good in their own skin, in yeah. looking good naked, in athletic performance. Yeah. I'm not saying they don't exist. I also don't think that it would be that hard. I think if you ate strictly vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, um, potatoes, um, if you strictly ate, you know, I hate to say it, a wide variety of real foods, mm -hmm. I think you could be very, and I don't think it would take that much supplementation. Um, and that's why I'm, the reason I bring it up is, is there's a part of me that is like, when someone says, I'm going to go vegetarian, I think you're going to fail. Yeah. Um, because all, to me, it's the same level of effort of any other diet. I don't know. I think it's a hard, I, I think it, for me, it would be a lot. It, I mean, I, I mean, I think we're, the protein thing would just be so hard. I think, I, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I look at some of the protein sources that, uh, vegetarians talk about and, and that would you, and it just seems like I don't think I could get enough protein in the day unless well, I started to supplement and I don't like supplementing at all. I mean, like for me personally, the idea that I'm going to start taking some kind of processed pea protein to avoid a chicken, like, I'm sorry, you're, it's processed pea protein. But, but, I'm, but, but again, if you were really dedicated to being a vegetarian, I don't know how you do it without some kind of protein supplement stuff. I think you could get sufficient protein. I don't think you could, you, you may be at a little bit of a deficit, but I think, I think you could get sufficient enough to be, um, you know, to have uh, a healthy physique mm -hmm. um, without supplementation. Now, this is the one thing that maybe I need to put my money where my mouth is and experiment, but I, I do, I've yet to see a successful vegetarian in person. I, I've seen them, you know, whatever on Instagram yeah, really, and, yeah. and whatever, but I've yet to, you know, personally work with a successful vegetarian. Um, but I, I, there's a big part of me that's like, I think if you're eating, if you're eating real food, you should be very successful. And that's where I'm a little bit, that's the reason I ask is, um, uh, I think, yeah, I give or take me try to get about 150 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. I think that would be hard for me to do strictly without eating, you know, meat, eggs, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I think even if I was getting 75 grams, half of what I need, I think I would maintain a healthy physique. Um, and I don't think I would, I think I would feel good. I don't think I'd be able to maybe maintain the same muscle mass I have. Yeah. Again, maybe I need to try. Um, but I think I could be a very healthy, uh, you know, late 30s male getting 75 grams of protein, eating uh, nuts, seeds, you know, uh, fruits, vegetables. Um, I think I could. Yeah. And that's, that's the reason I ask is I want to see someone do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anybody there. I've never done it either. You know, and the other thing, I mean, we talked a little bit about the other thing that I think that vegetarians run into the challenge with is that um, the foods that you're talking about, you know, um, fruits and vegetables are, are not long-term very filling um, and are lower in calories and all of that kind of stuff. And so 
it would, I think it would take a lot. You'd have to eat a lot of that stuff. Um, and so what ends up happening that I see with most vegetarians is they can't eat enough to get the calories they need. You know, if you're, again, you're, if you're talking straight up real food, they can't eat enough calories. And, um, and so then they, they turn into, you know, pastatarians. Um, or some, they start to eat some kind of processed food to get calories in and then the processed food is delicious and all of a sudden they turn into a processed food person and less about the vegetables. Um, yeah. and, I, and I do think that's a hunger issue, to be honest. I think that they, they have all the intentions of I'll eat real food and they sit down and they have a salad and they make some potatoes and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, two hours later, they've digested all that stuff. And they're like, I guess I'll have some beef now. And, you know, they've got a thousand calories in the day and they're just hungry. And they go, well, I can't eat meat, but I can have some pasta now. Or I can't eat meat, but I could have some whole grain bread now. And all of a sudden, whole grain bread becomes their go-to and not, and, they, and not the fruits and vegetables. What's your take on adding more fat in that situation? I would okay, add I've, had, I've, I've had my salad, my potatoes, I'm hungry again. I'm going to have a bunch of nuts or I'm going to yeah. have, uh, heck, you know, maybe even we say like peanut butter. Or I'm going to have, um, uh, you know, maybe butter is part of it. Um, that's where I think my salt, my personal salt would be. Because I've thought about this. I'm just, yep. I don't want to try it because I know I won't enjoy it. Yep. Because of all the reasons you're listing. Yep. Um, but I think, you know, if done. And I guess that's smart, what I'm saying is all those things we're saying would make it hard. You know, because you would get hungry. So now you're going to have to say, should I always have to have three avocados at my house at all times? Cause I, I need to eat that fat. Should I always got to have a whole thing of nuts here? Cause I know I need that fat. Um, that's why I do feel like it would be more work because you're, you're working so hard to get the protein. You're trying to figure out how do I get calories into my body so that I, you know, can sustain myself. So you just feels like work. So, but I agree with you. I would say add fat. If someone was to say that to me, I'm really dedicated to it. I really want to be a vegetarian. I, I just, in my heart, hate the idea of, a, of eating animals. I agree with you 100%. I would be like, fat, 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 fat. We probably, basically, you put them into ketosis is what you're saying, though. You'd be, we'd basically be like, eat a bunch of fat and eat some vegetables on top of that. And what you would basically do is you would turn a vegetarian in you'd, you'd create ketosis for them, basically. Well, and, it, and that's where, you know, the whole ketosis thing is a, is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, big picture, the reason I guess I ask is, to me, the only extreme diet is um, all meat or all vegetables. Yeah. And everything in between is uh, just normal. But that's why when you first asked me, hey, John, let's talk about, you know, uh, the different approaches and which one's best. Um, I don't think there's any, if you went down the list of the known of, you know, well-known diets, yep. anything that's been marketed, I would say they're all pretty much the same. I'd say what we're arguing about realistically in almost every diet worth its salt is one of them is saying you need 120 grams of protein a day and 
uh, 150 grams of carbs and the other one saying, no, 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 it's 110 in 160. Yeah. I think we're talking about negligible numbers. Um, and, and it's such a nonsense argument. That's why what recommendation would I give to someone? The only time that I would make a different recommendation would be in an extreme case. Yes. And that's when I say extreme cases. Yeah. Either you are compulsively eating and you need psychological help like my kids. I don't know if they need psychological help, but they compulsively <laughs> eat. Um, uh, or you need something extremely restrictive because you can't, you don't want to, you don't want to make all those decisions. And that's why, you know, the reason when I come back to the keto Atkins thing is it's kind of, when it comes to food, a lot of times there is that decision fatigue. Yep. And if your only option is meat is protein and fat, you don't, there's not a lot of decision there. Right. No. Is there, is it protein and fat? Yes. Let me eat it. Yes. Um, when we start saying intermittent fasting, I still feel like you're balancing a lot of decisions. Yeah. Or you can say it's a simple decision. Is it five o'clock? Oh, I'm not allowed to eat. Is it five o'clock? Yes. I'm allowed to eat. I eat. So it's a, it's a decision too. It's just a simple one. I'm allowed to eat but, now. I'm not allowed to eat now. But that's where the, the compulsive eating, that's my biggest, I think that's the biggest struggle in general. I think most, I, I, I worked with someone yesterday and he said, I really want to do an in-body, he wanted to get a body fat test. Um, and I said, hey, it's only been like three weeks. And he's like, but I've been on point. I've been just, I've been, uh, I've been killing it. Yep. And I said, well, what have you been eating? And maybe you can guess. I think we talked about this last podcast. Protein shake in the morning. Mm-hmm salad for lunch and i and i said big salad he's like yeah 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 big salad um and then dinner you know whatever i'll you know whatever my wife makes right. but i've been on point and sure enough he had added weight he had added fat uh-huh um and he was distraught and i said you know this is that same thing from from whatever 6 a.m till 6 p.m he's having a protein shake and a salad and that's it. Yeah. And then dinner time comes and he's just hammering whatever. Totally. And that's the like, you know, that's the reason I, I shy away from intermittent fasting and any of that is, yeah, you can go crazy in one meal. Hell, I can. I'm an eater. I've, I've yes. eaten with you, Matt. I don't know if you have the stomach I have. <laughs> and, you know, it's you... I don't care if you eat at nine o'clock at night. I don't care if you eat at five in the morning, you know, it's um, what you put in your mouth matters. It doesn't really matter to me the time of day. Intermittent fasting is the intention of it is, um, is it, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I, I guess we turn this whole thing into intermittent fasting. Okay. Um, but um, you know, I, I've brought it up before. If you, um, you're not developing to me you're just not developing any change in habit you're just starving yourself to screw it up later right and any and any benefits that happen won't be lasting and won't give you what you're actually looking for dropping 10 pounds on the scale dropping 20 pounds on the scale is not going to make your wife find you more attractive yeah she'll she might give you a pat on the back she might say oh neat you need to buy new pants uh -huh. But when you take those pants off, 
you're still that same dude that in all fairness, his body shape hasn't changed. It's his weight. Yeah. I well, shouldn't. And I, I, I doubt he'll ever listen to it. Listen to this. And I'll feel bad if he does, but a guy I know started walking two hours a day. He started on Christmas day and he's dropped 40 pounds and he's doing intermittent fasting. So he doesn't eat yep. from between nine or he between 7 PM and 9 AM. So what's that? A 14 hour window. Yeah. And he walks two hours a day. That's the only yep. exercise he wants to do. Cause he was in the military and he refuses to run or sweat or do anything hard because he's already done that. Yeah. He's my age, a couple years older, and he's dropped 40 pounds. And he looks terrible. <laughs> and, he, and, and I, I want to just grab him be like, dude, you are working so hard. Right. You, are, you are only allowing yourself to eat for 10 hours a day. You are walking for two hours a day in the middle of the Minnesota winter. You've dropped 40 pounds and you still, your body shape is the exact same. It's just smaller. Right. Um, he's got the, now he's the middle-aged guy with the, you know, round belly, flat butt. All his muscle is gone. And, um, and he is frustrated. And I can tell when I talk to him yeah. because it's not what he thought it would be. Um, and that to me, and you know, again, he's, in, he's doing the intermittent fasting thing. Um, and yeah, he's probably cut down his calories a ton since he doesn't eat past seven. He's cut down how much beer he drinks. He's a softball bro. Right. So he probably has eight less beers a night, which frankly, just cutting those eight beers out probably would have done him way better. Probably done the same. Um, his goal was to look sexy. All he did was lose 40 pounds. Yeah. It, I can tell he's frustrated. I want to help, but I don't know how to do it without shitting on his last six months of work. Right. Well, in a future podcast, we'll have to talk about body composition and how do you actually change body composition. Um, but for today, so I would say there's a couple of things that I would take away that and you tell me if you're anything else when we talk about um, good optimal diets or all that kind of stuff, right? So um, one is you recapped it earlier and I agree with you 100% is it's got to be something that you and your team, whoever your team has to be, should all do it together, you know, and that it's something that all of you can do and something you would recommend for your whole team. And that might be your four-year-old kid and it might be your 90-year-old grandma, but everybody on your team ought to be able to do whatever you recommend. There's one thing. And then the other thing that I think that you, we both have talked about as, as is that it should be real food based, right? That is, that it, it's not going to be just eat whatever the hell you want. It's definitely not gonna be something that's marketed to you. It's gonna be around, the basis of that should be real food. Um, the last thing I'd add is probably a little bit around understanding um, the, uh, the, the chemical stuff that's going on in your body, the, what carbohydrates do, what a, meat, what a protein does, how, how those things can affect hunger and how those things can affect uh, satiety and all of that kind of good stuff. Anything else you would say? I would say big picture, um, you don't, whatever diet you're choosing, if you're taking your friend's success, don't look at their stats look yeah. at them okay perfect don't look at the numbers 
and say the scale says this that look at them and if you say wow i want to look like that yeah that's then you know what maybe it's advice worth taking if it's just looking at their paper statistics they drop 20 pounds um rethink it and if it's if it's recent give them a year yes. say okay when did you start this i started I it two months that. ago you don't know yet talk to me in 14 months yes if 14 months from one. now yeah. they're still saying i love this yeah it's it's worth listening to perfect i love it so that's that's where i'd get into but yeah um uh yeah matt uh, all right uh, hopefully there was some beneficial stuff there i i hope so too i enjoy talking to you about it so thanks again for taking the time and next time you uh do this make sure that you know you put it you got to put a better picture i'll try to find a picture of me and you matt how about that oh that would be great yeah, well, There's I didn't gotta have be one somewhere. Video, so I just had to do like that, like type in words. <laughs> Come on, now you got to market this a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll um, we'll talk talk again, and uh, right. let's just get sexy, huh? All right, take yeah, your clothes off, look in the mirror, and smile. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to another podcast. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. It's a little bit longer than the other podcasts I've done, but um, we got into a lot of stuff there. So please give me any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. I really want these podcasts to help people as they think about their fitness and health journey, and it's something that's a resource for them. Um, Thanks for your time. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to me in person, or you can find me at at Clear Nutrition for You on Instagram or Matt at ClearNutritionForYou.com is my email. Um, again, thanks for taking the time to listen. And everybody, please, please eat real food. That's the key. Eat real food. <laughs>